Hello there, and thanks for listening in to our Die of Matthew study. Die of Matthew is the dive study that began it all. Throughout February of 2019, lives were changed and the scriptures came alive to a group of about 50 people as they dove into the book of Matthew, all 28 chapters in 28 days. It moved at a fast clip, but even with that rigorous pace, it became clear that it was worth pursuing an ongoing ministry based on these studies. This is how Dive Collective began. Our new dive studies will be formatted differently, but the process of inductive study remains the same. So as you listen through the book of Matthew, know that we are waiting to welcome you into our current live dive studies where we engage with our Bible study members and dive in at a manageable pace for study. You can find everything you need to know at divecollective.org under our studies tab. Enjoy your time in Dive Matthew, and we hope you'll join us in real time soon. So welcome to Dive Matthew, where we're going to be doing 28 chapters of Matthew in 28 days. For the first study, you're going to want to download our dive guide at www.divecollective.org in our shop under free downloads. Dive studies are our version of inductive Bible study. This particular study of Matthew was the first one we did back in 2019. I hosted that dive guide in a different format on a different website at the time, but now if you want to join in and see how to do a dive study before committing to join us live, you'll want to go ahead and go to divecollective.org to download and get started. So we're going to go ahead and read through the 20th chapter of Matthew. If you'd like to skip ahead because you've already read the chapter, you can go ahead and do that now. You'll want to join back in at approximately 4 minutes and 55 seconds. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the workers on one denarius, he sent them into his vineyard for the day. When he went out about nine in the morning, he saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He said to them, you also go into my vineyard and I'll give you whatever is right. So off they went. About noon and about three, he went out again and did the same thing. Then about five, he went and found others standing around and said to them, why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because no one hired us, they said to him. Will you also go into my vineyard, he told them. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard told his foreman, call the workers and give them their pay, starting with the last and ending with the first. When those who were hired about five came, they each received one denarius. So when the first ones came, they assumed they would get more, but they also received a denarius each. When they received it, they began to complain to the landowner. These last men put in one hour, and you made them equal to us who bore the burden of the day's work and the burning heat. He replied to one of them, Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Didn't you agree with me on a denarius? Take what's yours and go. I want to give this last man the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with what is mine? Are you jealous because I'm generous? So the last will be first and the first last. While going up to Jerusalem, Jesus took the twelve disciples aside privately and said to them on the way, See, we are going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death. They will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked, flogged, and crucified, and on the third day he will be raised. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons approached him with her sons. She knelt down to ask him for something. What do you want? he asked her. Promise, she said to him, that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right and the other on your left, in your kingdom. Jesus answered, You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? We are able, they said to him. He told them, You will indeed drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and left is not mine to give. Instead, it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. When the ten disciples heard this, they became indignant with the two brothers. 
Jesus called them over and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in high positions act as tyrants over them. It must not be like that among you. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. As they were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. There were two blind men sitting by the road. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. The crowd demanded that they keep quiet, but they cried out all the more, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. Jesus stopped, called them, and said, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said to him, Open our eyes. Moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes. Immediately they could see, and they followed him. Okay, so my observations. The kingdom of heaven is like. I wrote that uh, because in my interpretations, I want to remember that Jesus' purpose, this, his whole purpose of this parable is to tell us what the kingdom of heaven is like. He's making an illustration for us. He hired a number of workers for one denarius in the morning, this vineyard owner. At 9 a.m., he didn't agree to an amount. He just said he'd give what's right. They'd been standing in the marketplace doing nothing. At noon and at 3.30, he did the same thing, and there was no negotiation. There was no agreed-upon amount. Number six, at 5 o'clock, he found others standing around. Vineyard owner says to them, why have you been standing around all day doing nothing? The workers in the marketplace say that no one has hired them. When the evening came, the owner told the foreman to give them their pay. He started with the last, and he ended with the first. I have in parentheses that this is intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 11, first ones assumed they'd get more and complained to the other. The owner addresses the complainers as friend. He says, are you jealous because I'm generous? The last shall be first and the first shall be last. One of the things that I noticed that I'm not sure that I actually put it in my interpretations in the, in the final Bible study that I don't want to, I'm going to start here because I don't want to forget it, is with the fact that you started with the last and ended with the first, you would automatically think about that if that was intentional, he did it so that the people at the beginning could see Mm -hmm. that they were getting paid as much as the ones in the last. But I wonder if it's just as much so that ones that got paid last didn't have to see that the ones that were first didn't have to feel guilty or Mm -hmm. condemned Hmm. for it, you know? One of my favorite things to do with parables is to to make the equations. What equals what? So Mm -hmm. if the vineyard equals the kingdom of heaven... The marketplace equals the world. The vineyard workers equal people who are saved. The people outside in the marketplace are the people who are not yet saved. Then that leaves me with the question, then, what's the reward? What's the denarius at the end of the day? So these are all the questions that I ask, and this is what I do first with a parable. So when I make my interpretations, I say that he hired the first set of workers for one day's labor, because I looked at the bottom of my Bible where it says what a denarius is and it's equal to one day's work. I said, I think that the later groups were so glad to get a job that they didn't care how much they were paid. Mm-hmm. Right, they, were just, they didn't even ask. Right. Yeah. They just assumed that it would be fair. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they probably actually assumed that it would be less than a denarius. Yeah. I likened it to the story of the prodigal son and that this story tells more about the generosity of the landowner than the greed or the justice of those seeking. Mm-hmm. And that the older brother kind of reminds me of those laborers who had been working all day. That mm-hmm. saying, like, I've been here all yeah. day. And the older brother, like, I've been here this whole time mm-hmm. obeying and being fair. the good son. Yeah. yeah, and we're slaughtering the cow for the guy that's been gone for years. 
I'm not actually gonna go through this. Now I'm gonna just talk about what I what I got from it. What I got from it is that what is an equal pay or what is the thing that people everybody is given when they enter the kingdom of heaven equally? And again, going back to Acts, what must I do to be saved? Mm-hmm. Repent, be baptized, and then receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That is what we all receive as mm-hmm. soon as we are saved as the gift of the Holy Spirit. And what's wonderful about this parable and what we see here is that that is how our that is how the vineyard owner works. That's how our God works. Is that mm-hmm. it doesn't matter when you come into the vineyard. It doesn't matter what amount of work you do on His behalf. He's His gift upon entering the vineyard is His Holy Spirit. And what is the Holy Spirit? That verse that I read in Second Corinthians two, which is all of the depths of God. Mm-hmm. Access to all of God is given to everybody that ever enters the kingdom of heaven at the moment that they enter the kingdom mm-hmm. of heaven, equal and for all. Going back to Peter, that's that's the stuff that I'm munching on today is Acts mm-hmm. chapter whatever I'm on right now. I think two is what I was stayed on today, but thinking about Peter, he was the first. He was the first one called. He was the first one to declare Jesus the Messiah. Mm-hmm. He's the first one. And when all of those people that crucified Jesus came in, he gladly, he was the first one called. He was the first one to declare Jesus the Messiah. He was the one to watch him die on the cross. And then when those 3,000 people who had killed the Messiah came and were penetrate, their hearts were penetrated with the word, he welcomed them into the kingdom, mm-hmm. offering them everything that there was to offer, the good news, the gospel, salvation, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. There are those last ones into the marketplace. They surely didn't know as much as Peter did, mm-hmm. but they didn't have to know him in order to be saved and to receive all of the depths of God. Right. And all of that comes later. Yeah. So that's There's what, no prerequisite. There's no prerequisite and there's nothing that, there's no amount that you have to work first Mm -hmm. to prove that you Mm -hmm. can earn your value or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Your value is just in that you have been adopted into Mm -hmm. the vineyard itself, making everybody equal, which you've said multiple times, we are all equal Mm -hmm. at the foot of the cross. That's the biggest thing that I've taken from this chapter. The thing that I noticed too about that parable at the end, when the landowner says, don't I have the right to do what I want with what is mine? I think that just reminds me, God is God. And there are things, it's not going to make sense to me, or it's Mm -hmm. not going to be necessarily like logical based on the way the world views logic or fair Mm -hmm. the way the world views fair. But he's God. He gets to do what he wants with what is his as the creator. And and knowing his character and how much he loves us, Mm -hmm. that should be a really comforting thing to us. It shouldn't be a negative thing. It should be comforting and cause us to respond in rest, I think. Yes. You're reminding me, I think that the point, I'm going to jump off of that, that you just remind me so much of what I'm thinking, what I think at the end of Job, where mm-hmm. it doesn't go well for him. No. It's terrible yeah. for him. And it's, even that God was gracious enough to take Job, like through, like, were you there when I, and Ugh. he just lists, yeah. I love That's that. My favorite. Yeah. Gird up your loins and you listen to me. Were yeah. you there when I laid the foundations of the earth? Were you there when I held back the waters? Like all of those questions of I am God and you are not. And you, we will likely never have the answers to mm-hmm. so many of the questions that we have that seem so unfair, which mm-hmm. I think is the point that you're making. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's generosity. Right. Or, and it's clearly generosity. If you're the guy at the end that comes mm-hmm. in at the end, it's it doesn't look like generosity yeah. to the people that come in at the beginning, but... You're in. Mm-hmm. Those people that are that are jealous, he can't even give you more. Right. There is no more to give than all of him. That is all that there is. And I just, 
I don't know. I find that overwhelmingly wonderful. But like you said, there's this, it's the same point that God's making to Job is mm-hmm. you don't get to question me. Yeah. I will sometimes answer, right, but right. I don't have That's to. That's the thing too. Yeah. Sometimes I'm going to reveal it to you and I'm going <clears> to <throat> tell you why I'm doing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but not all the time. And yeah. it's okay if I don't. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's a short chapter 20 episode, but I think it's gold. Oh, we've got more. Well, really, really fast. At yeah. the end, the very end where the blind men are healed, mm-hmm. it reminds me of things that we've already talked about when these guys are calling after, they're calling him Lord and they're calling him son of David and they ask him to have mercy on them. Jesus stops, calls them, and says, what do you want me to do for you? And then they say, open our eyes. Moved with compassion, Jesus touches their eyes. Immediately they could see, and they followed him. So it sounds like that their request, when they ask Jesus to open their eyes, Mm -hmm. they're not just asking him to literally open their eyes. Mm -hmm. It sounds like they kind of got it, and Mm -hmm. that they they saw what they needed. Like, yes, they wanted to see, but they also wanted to. Mm-hmm. to follow him and to have their hearts cleansed. Yeah. And I've never seen it that way before. And I think one of the reasons I noticed it is because of what we talked about before yeah. in Matthew. So I have a, this, I wrote a blog post. I called it Dear Crystal. I don't know if it's still on my blog or not. I might've taken it down because it was pretty raw, <laughs> but I was at the gym one day and I oh, saw, I read it. oh, did you read it? I read it. Yes. Yes. I has, was having very, very, very judgmental, ugly, terrible thoughts. <laughs> Toward this person at the gym that I didn't know and have never met before and didn't care if I ever would because she was annoying me. But I remember coming back from the gym and feeling like I am totally the Pharisee that thinks that she knows how, how you're supposed to behave and what you're supposed to look like and the things that you're supposed to do to be, I don't Except know, good. Or right. Yeah. yeah, anything. I don't know what I, I was totally wrong thinking. But I remember thinking, I've seen before. I've had eyes to see before, and I don't have... I can't even make myself see clearly mm-hmm. right now. I remember feeling like I was those guys, those guys going, Lord, give me eyes to see, because I feel totally blind to mm-hmm. any of your heart right now towards other people. Yeah. There was probably something way deeper, but mm-hmm. I, that connection there that you made, and they followed him. Yeah. What do they have to do to be saved? Go right. with all your belongings and follow me. They probably didn't have any belongings, but they right. sure knew what they needed to do. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dive Matthew. If you enjoyed our version of Inductive Bible Study and want to join our community of people all working on the same book of the Bible together, come check us out at divecollective.org and sign up for one of our current live dive studies. We believe you'll find a welcoming community, one where you'll be challenged, inspired, and uplifted. Come and see.